It's Band Book Week. So join us for this special extra edition of Behind the Stacks, where we talk about our favourite band books. We are going to talk a little bit about my favorite week of the year, Band Book Weeks. Oh, it's um, better. Yes, I love Band Books Week. It's like a special, it's like it's, it's like a mini Christmas here at libraries. We celebrate <laughs> Band Book Week like it's an official holiday. <laughs> it truly is. And I mean, as someone that works in the public library and our stance about resources for all. And like, it is, it is a little point of pride, as terrible as it sounds, that we... Because we have access to such an extensive amount of works and knowledge and opinions and ideas because we are a public space to access information, that we do have something to offend everyone in here. And like, of, like regardless of what your opinion is, I'm sure I could find something that we have access to that would be considered offensive. And yeah, I, I think that's important to have that in a space where there's going to be ideas that clash and to have that discussion and to be like hey we don't get rid of these books we talk about them and we talk about why that's important to have that conversation because cutting it out does not make those ideas go away it just hides them so right. if we as a library or any public space to be perfectly but as public library in particular if we have all of or as a broad collection as possible, that opens the information up to a, as broad of a conversation as possible, which I think is important, especially in our day and age of internet and access to information and knowing where to get information and reading bias into information. This is, this is an important thing for us to have and include in a conversation for us to talk about. Absolutely. So, uh, Banned Books Week. This week occurs every year from September 27th to October 3rd. So this should probably come out right around the time this episode airs. So that's super exciting. So I did take some information from the ALA website, which for all of you not in the library world may know or not know um, as the American Library Association. So these are American stats, but still we kind of hold a little bit of weight to them and go, oh, okay, well, that's what's going on with our neighbors. So and the trends are similar in Canada as well like the yes. stats are from the states but the the trend we we see those trends reflected here pretty closely as well absolutely all right so just to educate our fellow listeners a little bit about what is band book week um i have some kind of q and a's here just to get us started before we dive into our favorite books and why they were challenged and what we think about <laughs> some of those oh, man <laughs> They're gold, but I mean, yeah. So what is the difference between a challenge or banning? So according to the ALA website, a challenge is an attempt to remove or restrict materials based upon the objections of a person or group. A banning is the actual removal of those items. And I'm, I'm like, we're gonna dive into a little bit here. Um, public libraries are kind of the forefront of challenged or banned yes. items. Yes. 
So another great question here is why are books challenged? So books are usually challenged with, with the best intentions, is so usually to protect others, uh, frequently children, from difficult ideas and information. Um, often challenges are motivated, once again, by the de desire to protect children from inappropriate sexual content or offensive language. I've got the following three reasons cited for challenge materials as reported to the Office of Intellectual Freedom. So those are some big people up there. One, the material was considered to be too sexually explicit. Two, the material contained offensive language, so we mentioned those. And three, the material was unsuited to any age groups. Yeah, those are the three that we kind of touched on here. So who usually challenges books? According to their infographics at the ALA, parents are usually the ones to challenge material more often than any other group. Hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense. Makes sense, because especially when, like, the, again, the, normally if a challenge is coming forward, it is as much as... As much as we say that we don't, we don't love the idea of challenging or banning books, it does come from a place, generally, of care. So it is parents who are concerned about their children being exposed to some sort of idea or topic that they don't deem suitable. So it, it does come, while I might believe misguided, but a place of care. That's right. They're all for good intentions. It's not just like, I don't want to read that. So when did banned books become a thing? <laughs> That's a oh, question. since the dawn of time in the printing press. Pretty much. So <laughs> books have been banned for as long as books have been around. <laughs> That's exactly right. So from the political to the religious to the obscene, leaders, scholars, and even entire nations have banned books through censorship, uh, book burnings, and more. Um, we have organizations like the Public Library to create this week to fight for those literary freedoms. Fun fact about uh, books being censored or challenged before even being published. Robert Munch's beloved paperback princess was censored before it even got published. Yeah. The original ending to the paperback princess after Ronald tells Elizabeth that to come back when she looks like a princess after everything she's been through. The original writing was supposed to be that she punches him in the nose. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, but that was deemed too violent for children, so they wouldn't publish it until it was changed, which is why we have the delightful line, Ronald, you are a bum. But yeah, that was, that was, like, that is something that does happen and has happened to even, like, pretty famous and beloved books that that was, yeah, it was deemed too violent for children, so it was it was changed before they would even allow it to be published. I did not know that. I had heard that a while ago. I do encourage somebody to fact check me, because if I am wrong, I would love to know. But I, I have heard that from multiple sources over multiple years. Yes, and if you would like to add anything to our uh, podcaster conversation, you can email us at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. We do love your emails. Yes. Okay. Even if they're scathing and said, you have no idea what you're talking about. Here is the actual facts. I'm fine with those two. All right. And I got this lovely picture here. It says, where are books challenged? And according to this picture, 49% are challenged at public libraries. That is shocking to me as somebody who works like in a school that 49 is public libraries and that 30% is the school and 20% is the school libraries. I would have thought that would have been higher. I would have thought schools would have been the higher one just because, especially as parents and because that is a place that they don't, that your child is, goes to school and they, 
the parents don't have control over what they're exposed to there's so challenging an item in a school because they won't be able to control what their child checks out necessarily from the library i would have thought those challenges would have been higher that is surprising to me yeah i would agree it might be because public libraries are more like don't want to say like open for everyone in schools, I don't know. It could be just also the volume. Public libraries see a lot more people, so naturally then you would see a lot more challenges, just statistically because more people come through the doors. That could be very true. What kinds of books are banned or challenged is another FAQ question I have here. So for the past few years have brought uh, attacks and challenges towards texts about LGBTQ plus people, mostly of the young adult genre, uh, substance abuse, race, religion, uh, minority religions, witchcraft, and age appropriateness, like we mentioned before. Um, on the surface, it is obvious that a lot of the topics are considered taboo uh, to book banners, but it falls into minority categories. Uh, literature by political extremist groups supporting racism and violence have also been banned. Uh, political books on communism, anarchism, and more have also been banned. Uh, whatever the reason, uh, why we censor a book is often reflected of our own culture is the big takeaway yes. from that. Yes. Depending on where you are in the world, a book is much more likely to be accepted or banned. Which makes sense. The The world that we live in and the culture that we have varies quite differently depending on where you are. And it would make sense that what is considered appropriate or acceptable would also vary. I have here the top 10 for 2019. But before we get into that, we're going to dive in and talk a little bit about our favorite banned books. Uh, for a little moment here and we're gonna start with our special guest Danielle so what is your favorite book do you know why it was banned and then we'll see if our favorites made the top 10 list after all this is done so uh, it it would be impossible uh, for me to pick a favorite band book I do I do make a um, an effort every year to read a different band book uh, just to expose myself to different books, I am a strong believer, and if somebody has told you not to read something, that is an excellent reason to look into probably reading it, because if someone told you not to, there's probably a good reason, um, and you should investigate that and question that, and especially when it comes to books. If someone said, this is garbage, you shouldn't read it, well, now I have to, just to see what this is all, what the fuss is about. I've read a lot of really good ones. A few years ago, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which, with Netflix and everything else, has been in the forefront of a lot of things, and it was it was quite good. I haven't started mine for this year, but this year I'm reading uh, Cat's Cradle for Kurt Vonnegut, so I, I am excited to delve into that. Last year was Catch-22. No, Catcher in the Rye. Oh, yes. Uh, also very good. And a classic one that's been banned for language and uh, inappropriate to the target audience. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I recommend taking a look at the, the list and finding, and finding one just to see, like, hey, what is... What's on this list, and is there something that jumps out at you? Because, yeah, you should absolutely uh, take a look. But, yeah, uh, my choice for this year, Cat's Cradle. Uh, Vonnegut is always, always a classic on the list. There's His work gets challenged often. But, yeah, Cat's Cradle is uh, was recommended to me, actually, by my fiancé, and it's one of his favorites. 
but yeah, it's it, it's a little it has it talks a little bit about uh, war and like the atomic bomb and just the idea around the people who were part of that and it's like a fictionalized version I believe and yeah just so it, it was banned for being like inappropriate questioning authority violence those kind of things and yeah I think I think it'll be really good yeah I've never read or actually even heard of this so I'm kind of ashamed of myself right now but it looks good I, I am excited oh. I will let you know please do if you write to us, at I will. sgblpodcast.yrl.ab.ca. Now, if you've read it and you have comments about it, please let me know. Or even better, if you have if you have recommendations for us to continue reading, I don't limit myself to one banned book. So if you have one that you think I should be watching, yeah. And I love looking back at the previous things that made the list of banned books. And you're, Aww. it's like we talked about earlier. It's the culture, and we're going like. Really? Captain Underpants, uh, Dave Pilkey, everybody knows the series. It makes the list every year for being inappropriate for its target audience, which, like, as somebody who is currently teaching grade three, anybody who has met an eight to ten year old child knows that toilet humor, brightly colored comics, and, like, making fun of your teachers is exactly on point for what that target audience is looking right. for. So the idea that it would be considered inappropriate because it has those things to me is bizarre. Because that, that is what those kids are doing. So the idea that these kids, oh no, shouldn't be exposed to having authority figures who make bad choices. Or making fun of those things or having, like, poop jokes. Yep. It, it's still, the kids are still going to make those jokes. And, yep. like, their teachers are still going to sometimes make mistakes. And they're going to have those adults in their life who are problematic. And I think a book that talks about them is important. I know that one recently was challenged um, more for uh, the Captain Underpants series, not for being inappropriate, but it included a same-sex couple. Uh, and it just kind of casually. Wildfire. And that, yeah, that exploded and people got very upset and that got challenged more than it had in the past. But it, I think that I would be shocked if I didn't see it on the list this year <laughs> since right. it makes it every year. But that in particular, I think, would be something that elevates it up to the top 10. Yes, and this is a message for all you internet people out there, but poop and toilet humor is not gonna go away. No, it's still, it's still funny. It is. And like, it, they're, they're still funny to adults. So I, it, it, it doesn't surprise me that it shows up in our kids' books. And I, I, I personally don't deem it inappropriate. If that is something that you feel that your child shouldn't be exposed to, as a parent, that, that is your right to decide what your child is exposed to, and we would recommend that that's why they don't get their own card till they're of an age where you think they could be choosing their own material, but you're comfortable with that. Because, yeah, if, the, if, if they come in with their own card, I am happy to check out any item in our, in our entire library to them, because that card does give them the freedom to that. But, yeah, as a parent, that is entirely your right and your choice, and they, that, that shouldn't be a problem. Or something that you should feel embarrassed about. You shouldn't be like, oh no, I have to let my kid read this. Oh, I have to. That that gets to be your choice. But that might not be everyone's choice. That's right. Banned Book Week does anything for anyone this year. I hope that it would open up a conversation about books. Absolutely. And about opinions in books and ideas in books. Because if that's what Banned Book Week is doing and people are talking about books, then it's a success. 
Exactly. I'm just going through the list here because I'm sure there's even some banned books. Like, oh, we were talking about, like, Charlotte's Web or Wizard of Oz. Yes. Was, like, an empowered female was considered once upon a time as, like, ugh, no. <laughs> this is not right. And now. <laughs> well, there's even ones where it used to be um, if it was children who were defiant of their parents. It was defiance of authority figures. And at, at there used to be a time where, like, that in a book where it was seen as encouraging that and that was a problem and you couldn't you couldn't be encouraging children to speak against their parents to speak against teachers or authority because they believed that that would collapse society as a whole so those were things that I, ideas that were dangerous that couldn't be exposed the older the book i find like the more the older the book the more extreme the challenge might seem to us now because if we look at older books that like oh historical books that have been challenged we look at them and like how could they have what how was that the challenge but like the time was different the culture we lived in was different the past is a foreign country we can't look at it with the lens that we currently live in we have to understand that like it was a different time people were different and i'm sure that like even 10 years from now people will look back at what's on our list uh -huh. currently and go that's outrageous how could this have been challenged or see other books and go, how could this have not been challenged? Our culture and our time that we and what we perceive as okay changes with time. So I, I'd be curious to see 10 years from now what, what does and doesn't make it onto the list. Exactly. I would love to see how far we've gotten and been like, oh, this, like, LGBTQ? Wonderful. Why would it be bad in this? So who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. When we're at a point in time when we've evolved, <laughs> gotten past this. I'm looking forward to that. I would. Me too. For my band book, uh, I think I read this maybe a couple years ago. Go Ask Alice by Anonymous. Have you read that one? I haven't. Not yet. Okay. I have heard amazing things. Yes. So the reason, uh, at least on one website, uh, that this book was banned, it was, uh, it was drugs. But then I found on a few more websites that, uh, not just drugs, there was some uh, inappropriate language and borders on pornography. Mm. was also mentioned. So this book, I'll just read you the little summary that I have here about it. Uh, it started when she served a soft drink laced with LSD in a dangerous party game. Within months, she was hooked, trapped in a downward spiral that took her from her comfortable home and loving family to the mean streets of an unforgiving city. It was a journey, and that would rob her of her innocence, her youth, and ultimately her life read her diary, enter her world. You will never forget her. So that already, I was like, what? <laughs> that just sounds so like mystical. And it's really neat because I guess there's a little bit of kind of folklore behind it because it's read as a diary. You're reading it like it's someone's entry to a diary. Whether or not it's, I air quote, real, like, and it's written by an anonymous, so you really don't know who. But yeah, that dark and foreboding of like, is this a true story? And so that drew me to it immediately. I'm like, air of mystery. And like, Where? seems like it covers like heavy themes. So very, yes. very like 13 reasons why. Yes, exactly. And there's kind of like, I mean, a lot of people believe she, the main character did die from an overdose, but it doesn't come out and say it that she did. But because open to interpretation. Right. Because I mean, so. it's a first person story. So it's not going to be like, and I died, you know, <laughs> but still it kind of leads up to that it. would be lazy writing. Yeah, right. <laughs> then we kind of knew. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of know what happened to you. Oh, I'd be curious. I might have to read that after you. Yeah, I believe it's another 
kind of quick short read but just really goes into the depth of this poor young girl that just it starts small and then snowballs and she just can't get out of it and i just my heart goes out to her every time i read it and i think that's one of the ones that gets especially in public libraries or even school libraries gets challenged um uh as inappropriate for the audience if it's labeled as a teen book right or they said that that's this is the book can stay in the library but move it to adult because of the content mm -hmm. which is something that libraries will often do in response to a challenge if someone says this isn't appropriate for its current audience they'll normally move it to a different age group that it might be more appropriate for rather than remove the item remove it from the area that it's currently in so it's not targeted at a group that might be too young for it yeah we've had i've even well i've been here in the past like books that some people have come for and been like you know this is maybe a little too heavy for a teen and move it and that way if a teen if there is a teen who chooses to still read it it's still accessible it's just not available in that section that's marketed directly to them i think i remember learning in school epl they get obviously challenged um with their items and i can only remember a few that actually went through because a lot of people were just like get rid of it i don't like it well, that's not a valid enough excuse to get rid of it because just because you don't like it doesn't mean someone else may doesn't not. like it. Exactly. We don't we don't remove books from our collection due to a difference of opinion. <laughs> but yeah, one was because they purchased a book that was a nonfiction book that told them how to do something regarding a website or how to build it, and it was severely out of date. And the person that wrote it basically copied off Wikipedia, slapped it on a book, and said, "Buy my book." Yeah. And EPL was like. No. And no, I, I've you. been here for books. I, I believe, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the title was. There were some graphic novels that, um, it was, I think it was one, it was one of the manga from like Japan. Mm. And again, how we talked about what is considered appropriate changes very drastically between countries where there was um, either some talk of, it was like some sort of sexuality or something involving like partial nudity mm. that it was marketed in japan as a teen book because that is less of a taboo there that when it but in our collection that was something that we're like no that that needs to be moved to the adult graphic novel section because of that the nature of that content yeah i know i know in particular for japan that that kind of content of and europe has that too a lot with like their with their nude beaches and things like that the human body is less of a taboo subject than say like violence or weapons or those like guns and those kind of things where North American culture normally that kind of thing in our movies gun violence or explosions or those kind of things are not seen as inappropriate and so like the that's the cultural difference that's for right. us so that's right those are reasons where like yeah I think a book was challenged that had hinted at or talked about something like that where we moved it to adult graphic novel to make the audi the immediate audience more appropriate and i mean some things we purchase i mean not <laughs> big master anna and sarah do not have the time to read everything know what's appropriate and no. where to put it so i mean we don't think. get to personally read and vet every <laughs> item that comes in. No. So we, we, we do actually appreciate when people come in and say like, Hey, I, we have, I have a problem with this. I'd like to challenge this on the grounds of whatever. And you fill out the form. We're never offended or upset when you do that. That is, that is part of 
your right as a person, as a patron, to get to do that. Does that mean that challenge is always going to be answered in the way that you'd hope? No, but you are absolutely welcome and invited and encouraged to do that if you think that that is something that is important to you that needs to be done. Still can't find it on the website, but I know we have a form. There is a form that you can come and get um, to challenge an item. If the form is something that you're interested in, uh, absolutely like email us or leave a comment uh, and we will happily send you a digital copy of it that you can have readily on hand should you require. That is absolutely something we are willing to provide because that, again, it's, it's, it's an important part of your right as a patron. That's something that we, we do encourage. Look at books, talk about books, and if you have a problem, talk to us about it. We are, we are open and happily willing to have that discussion. We are here for you and your community. We are all together on this. Now, let's dive into the top 10 list for banned books. Now, I have up here, of course, this is 2019 because the 2021 has to be processed still. Right, they're still figuring all that out. So we're gonna go through, and I'm just gonna name some of these. So number one is uh, George by Alex Gino. I, I wanna say LGBTQ+, cause that's usually, ah. Features a transgender character. There you go. So that was number one for 2019's most challenged books. Number two, Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speaks Out. Number three, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twists. Is that the bunny one? That is the bunny one. Wasn't there two bunny ones? Like one Yes, because uh, Marlon Bundo, I think, is actually the name of the family pet for Mike Pence, the vice president. Oh, They're rabbit. And yes. they, his, I believe, daughter, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, had made a children's book about the bunny. And then John Oliver had done some sort of sketch thing where he had yes. altered the... He had done a different rendition of the story. So I believe both of them are published, but yeah, it's the it's the twisted one where it um, has LGBTQ uh, plus content, the political and religious viewpoints that are some of the reasons it was challenged. So yeah, I, it could be that both of them were because one of them might have the religious connotation, the other one is the LGBTQ, mm -hmm. so they might have both been challenged for different reasons. But yes, to my knowledge, there were two versions of that book. Okay. Yes. And I just like what they writ written down here. It says, designed to pollute the morals of its readers and for not including a content warning. Right. It is a children's book, so I mean, we had a discussion about that in our library uh, class about, like, should we have warning labels on books? And that, that is, that is a tricky subject for right. me. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the best answer for that is. I, I am personally fine with not having them me too if but. if because like that, that is something that if it's content you feel is inappropriate absolutely come tell us i highly recommend everybody read the little normally there's the little inside flap or the back of the book to get a description beforehand because mm -hmm. hopefully if there's going to be something that is very that that could be like a serious topic abuse, violence, those kind of things, that there will be some mention of it in the description of the book so people know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that is, that, that is something that could be a discussion worth having another time of. Is that something that would be appropriate? Absolutely. We should have that be back on that show so we can have like a two-hour spiel of the two debate special. of like how... If what you've got think? an opinion about that, folks, in the internet world, let us know. Yes. What is... what Should we have content warnings on books? Do they have DVDs? Music, I think some music does. Some music does. 
Yeah. DVDs do because they have yep. that initial. Yes. So warning. Let us know. Books. Yeah. Email what us. Are you got, what, are, what are your guys' thoughts? All right. Number four. Sex is a funny word by uh, Corey Silverberg. So LGBTQ uh, for discussing gender identity and sex education. So yeah, we're kind. Of, that's kind of that's probably what a lot of these are going to be. Number five, Prince and Knight by Daniel Hack. Oh, I read this one. It's a an adorable oh. children's book. Gay marriage is that what? Yeah, the 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 prince doesn't want to marry a princess and eventually gets rescued by a knight who he falls in love with and they get married and it's absolutely precious and beautifully illustrated might i add but yeah no very cute a fun one if you're looking for an lgbtq friendly book for younger kids that kind of introduces that topic of marriage equality great one to start with because it's it's very cute it's a, a twist on the classic prince rescues princess story so the kids are kind of familiar with it, it it's fun I love it. That sounds like a lot of fun. I think I'm going to have to read that. Cause it's it's so cute. Aww. All right. And Danielle, I'll let you take away the last five here. All right. We've got uh, I Am Jazz by mm-hmm. Jessica Herthel and Jazz Jennings. That one, obviously, for the portrayal of a transgender person. Sensitive, controversial, and uh, politically charged because it is partially written by uh, Jazz herself. So... Making the list. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood. I imagine this has been re-added to the list since it was, I think, off the list for a couple of years for a bit with the Netflix series. But yeah, it was, it's been recently banned in Challenge for profanity and vulgar and sexual overtones. So that is not surprising. It's not surprising it's on the list either because with the resurgence of the series and everything else. Uh, drama, written and illustrated by Raina. Oh, I, I always say your name wrong, Raina. I'm sorry. Teljemeyer? It, it's a... Oh, I love this series. She's the same author as Smile and Sisters. Drama is the one that's targeted at the slightly older range into more of the teens. And it's challenged for LGBTQ content as there um, is a character in there who identifies as. So, uh, and it's concerns that it goes against family values and morals find that personally unfortunate yeah oh again <laughs> shocking no one harry potter uh by jk rowling and banned and forbidden from discussion for referring to magic and witchcraft for containing actual curses and spells and for characters that use nefarious means to attain goals yes wow you talked a little bit off air about That's, that yes <laughs> <laughs> of all of all of the things i just actual curses and spells what yeah. I didn't realize I could be doing proper magic this whole time. Yeah, what? <laughs> Things that could be making my life easier. Is there was there a cleaning spell that works in that book? I would love to know. <laughs> cooking for me, I'm terrible. Oh man, a spell to do my laundry would be the best. That one's been on the list a lot, especially in schools and the recent resurgence in discussion about it. So I imagine next year we might see it on the banned book list for perhaps different reasons. Maybe that would be. I'd be curious. Yes. <clears throat> to see if it's. It's on the challenge book list for the author's personal views. Yes, I was about to say, is it the content or the author this and time? And I, I would be curious to see because uh, I, I've never had, I've never been part of a book challenging that's been challenged not because of the content of the book, but because of the author. So that could be an interesting new part of our reality next year. I'd be, I'd be curious. Yes. But yes, the Harry Potter series makes the list almost all the time. Yep. 
Oh, and it's still on our last one. Yes. I can't believe this one's still on here. It's a cute book. It is uh, cute. And Tango Makes Three um, by Peter Parnell and Justin Richardson, illustrated by Henry Cole. And it was challenged and relocated for LGBT, uh, LGBT plus content. It's about, it's based on the actual true story of two penguins. I forget what zoo they, they were at. It was two male penguins that pair bonded. And when one of the, uh, they had, a, they had an extra egg that needed parents, so they actually gave it to this pair of male bonded penguins, and so, and when it hatched, like, they raised it as if it was their own chick, which was very sweet, it's very cute, and it's based on an actual group of penguins, and the peng the baby penguin's name is actually Tango, and they are precious. Yes, I just did the Googles of Roy and Silo. Yeah, and at the New York Central's Park New Zoo. York Central Park Zoo. Yeah, so yeah, Roy and Silo pair bonded, which surprisingly does actually happen a fair bit naturally in nature. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, no, so that that gets challenged quite often, which I think is a shame because it's a very cute book. But yeah, that is that is our 2019 list of banned books. So, does anyone on the list shock you? Is there? Is there ones that we expected on there? Can Things we that were not on there. That should be ones that we think there should be on there. We'd love to hear from it. I I am more shocked that most of the list, especially for this year, that most of our list this year was LGBTQ plus content. That was the main challenging. Yes. Except for like a handful. Right. But yeah, that is very shocking because, you know, like we were saying earlier, can't wait 10 years down the road when we look back on this and go, like, really? that was what was challenged, but we will see. Hopefully we get there soon. Well, thank you, Danielle and Anna, because yes, we had Anna in earlier today. She did our hot stuff, top five books, Woo! Yeah! Uh, for being a special part of our show. And thank you to everyone for joining us. If you'd like to be a special guest or you have any questions, concerns, or have any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. Well, that's it for us. Uh, tune in next time for another exciting episode of Behind the Stacks. Ooh, thank you. Thank you, Danielle. Bye, y'all. Bye.